What is going on, everyone? And welcome into another episode of the Prop Shots Pod presented by the Oddsbreakers. This week, we're presented down the Open, final and fourth major of the year here. So, but before we do that, let's bring in the rest of the squad here. We got Spit and Picklets. How are we doing out there on the West Coast? Excited for uh, some early morning wake ups, I hear. Oh, super excited. <laughs> you know, I don't even have to wake up because they start at 1030 over here. I'll still be awake. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I think it's that's getting a strategy. to sleep is the hard part. Yeah, <laughs> I think this time to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, we got Prop Doctor. How are we doing? I'm good. I'm excited to talk some golf. Big week here with the Open. Yes, we have the 151st Open Championship this week. A lot of contention, whether it's the Open, the Open Championship, the British Open, whatever you want to call it. I think we'll go with the Open this week. But, I mean, you look at this tournament, too. Obviously, every year, kind of the, the new course rotations here brings a little bit of aspects here. But tons of storylines heading into the week here. I'll throw it to you here, Prop Doctor, here. Kind of what is your main storyline going into this week's Open Championship? Uh, honestly, I think my favorite one is Rory coming yeah. off the win at the Scottish Open and now gets a chance, I guess, technically to defend his title on this course, winning yeah. this event in 2014, went last time it was at Royal Liverpool. Yeah, I would agree. I, th I think that is certainly kind of the biggest headline of the week of Rory has not won a major championship since 2014. He won the Open and I think he won the PGA that year as well, Yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But that was the last time he captured a major here. Uh, come close several times after that, but still just this week couldn't line up any better for golf in terms of the PGA and just this is their this is their horse. Rory McIlroy gets his course coming off, playing some great golf, tons of top tens, finally wins the Genesis Scottish Open. So I think that's a big one too. And the other guy is Ricky. Ricky finished runner up here last time as well. Uh, at Royal Liverpool in 2014, finally breaks the curse this year, has been playing kind of his best golf, and I think the past four years, finally won at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Thank you, Ricky. Uh, that was a nice outright to hit. But Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was, that was a huge <laughs> outright to hit. I feel I like everybody in the guy. world hit that outright, though. Yes. I was trying to think of, like, when the last time golf Twitter was on, like, a big, like, outright, and I think last week it was Hatton yeah. at mm -hmm. the Genesis. And even Fleetwood, too, was up there in terms of most tip. But, yeah, no, I, I think Ricky was certainly up there for – I could be wrong. Most. I didn't see many people that bet the – what was it? The Barbasol last weekend. But it felt like everybody was on Norman, too. At least I was. You were. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, Norman, another nice hit last week. Congrats, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nice little, nice little duo. Yeah. 20 to one. Not a bad outright uh, for the boys there. Were you but sweating in uh, the playoff? I was, I was sweating not, coming on 18. I was watching it. Yeah. Didn't he I, make his, he almost rimmed out? Yeah. On that he, butt? Uh, oh, man. Well, yeah. And then even too, I think Lucas Glover was the most tipped ass week too. And he, because him and Norman went into the final on Sunday. Both tied for two. second at 15 yeah. under behind Trevor Cohn. Mm -hmm. And Lucas Glover just refused to make birdies. <laughs> he was allergic to the birds. <laughs> <laughs> and then, that man did not want to putt at all. Mm -hmm. So, and then obviously we got Cameron Smith coming in here defending Open Championship. Uh, 
last time we saw him really on national television was the PGA Championship or the U.S. Open where he played well. He played well at the PGA Championship as well. Um, coming off a win at Live London, which I guess we can get into later in terms of guys who have played well in the week before of a Live event and then have done well in the majors, i.e. Brooks, uh, even Bryson as well, have kind of followed that trend coming in to major championships here. But yeah, and then you got a few other ones too. Um, a few smaller storylines, I guess. Matthew Jordan going to hit the first tee shot here at the Open Championship. Member at Royal Liverpool since he was seven years old. Plays on the Challenge Tour. Um, throw it to you, Picklets. Any any thoughts of just back of the home course kid this week? Oh, I haven't done too much research into him, but you got to think he's got a little bit of an advantage. You know, he knows this thing like the back of his mind or his hand. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm curious as when the last time he officially played the course was. Mm -hmm. That would be my only question coming into this week. Um, yeah, he's been pretty busy. He's on so he's on the Challenge Tour, which is basically the Corn Ferry Tour for uh, the PGA Championship. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Challenge Tour for the DP World Tour, essentially. But he's already won once this season and enters this week's off event off two consecutive top ten finishes. Mm -hmm. So. Something interesting there. Obviously, I don't think anyone's really going to back him as their play of the week here coming into no. an absolutely fucking loaded field. But just it something to note there. Could be fun to see to bet him to make the cut. Oh, yeah, oh, I completely agree. I, th I think that's a fantastic bet this week is just yeah. throw him in there. I don't even know what his odds are right now. Me neither. I'm going to cut. Yeah. Um, I want to know how much the guy spent on a membership here in his lifetime. <laughs> Good point. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's seven. He was the breadwinner. No, maybe, yeah, <laughs> but like, just, like twenty twenty five. Yeah, how much that has cost to been a member there for that long? That's insane. Yeah, it it really is, and I'm sure he's kind of seen this course undergo all these changes, and which we can get into a little bit later of terms of just the recent renovations, the par three seventeenth now coming into play, which is just I think one of the more spectacular holes in golf uh, when you're looking at it after that, but. Yeah, the last one is changes are going to make a big difference. Yeah, but the past two winners minus 17, minus 18 between Rory and Tiger. My only thing is, I think they lowered the par from 72 to 71 here, lengthened it out by 80 yards. They changed that par five, short par five, into a long par four. So maybe, but Vegas still has the over under on winners this week set at 15 and a half. Which is pretty high. That is a pretty high number. For I think an that's open a good. I think that is a good number for the like. I think the course, what they did, did what they intended to make it more difficult. But it's a rewarding course for guys that are keeping the ball in the fairway and hitting good approach shots. Um, I just don't think what this course does like it hurt like it has a high scoring differential i think from top to bottom because guys are struggle are really going to struggle but making birdies will be fairly easy hitting from yeah. the fairway when it's so flat into slower greens i think it i think it'll be uh torched by some of these guys i agree and i think the main the main fact this week's obviously gonna be the weather because if it does dry out obviously rain's predicted this week but if it does dry out and these shorter hitters can get kind of an advantage off just keeping it in play and letting it run out in the fairway. 
I think that's going to change the dynamic of the course. You're not going to see some of these long bombers really have that significant advantage over these shorter hitters this week because keeping it in play is going to be huge, yeah. especially on 18, what the out-of-bounds marker is five yards off the fairway. That's yeah, I think there's six holes with the <laughs> – and then all the other holes have foot-long fescue like five yards off the fairway. Yeah, the internal out-of-bounds has been – I think that's pretty much all I've seen over golf Twitter the past day and a mm -hmm. half of arguing back and forth. And it's like, at the end of the day, who, who gives a shit? They have to play it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like they move the out of bounds when Brooks or Bryson steps up. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Just play, no. just hit it in the fairway. It's not yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not really a simple game. Yeah. If you just hit it in the fairway every time, just which I haven't fairway. mastered yet, but maybe one day, you know, uh, and then the other kind of interesting storyline is going to be Alex Fitzpatrick, Matt Fitzpatrick's younger brother here. Fitzpatrick, obviously known, uh, Matty, for the 2022 U.S. Open champion or U.S. Open winner at the Country Club. Alex qualified at uh, earlier last week, I believe. He had some insane chip in that I saw on Twitter, mm -hmm. but he played on the 2019 Walker Cup team for Britain and Ireland. And I think was the last player on this field to play competitive golf at this course, which is insane to think about that a guy who qualified for the Open Championship is the last one to have seen this course competitively. Yeah, that's so, Yeah. Absolutely insane here. Um, and then... And when was... That was just last weekend, right? So that was 2019. Oh, really? So yes. has he seen the new changes? That I don't know. Mm -hmm. That I would I've been trying to figure that out that all week of when specifically the course underwent that renovation. And I have to think it was before that mm -hmm. because the last time they hosted the open was what 2014. So it would have been five years to 2019, and now another five after that. So maybe it was after. I'm not sure. Hmm. That's a great that's a great point to bring up there. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. no one's seen it before. Yeah, that's yeah, very that's true. Possible. Yeah, that's very possible here. You know, just talking golf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But just breaking down the course here. So Royal Liverpool Golf Club here, also known as Hoy Lake, based on the town it's from. Obviously, we talked about before, the par change goes from a 72 to a 71 here. They take away one of the par fives, which was one of the par, or one of the holes that played under par. The last time this course was held here. So the last time in 2014, six holes played under par, including all four of the par fives. Now there's three par fives. So that takes away some scoring opportunities. So I can see kind of how Vegas adjusted that odds based on that. Um, but like I said, if the wind picks up and those fairways aren't firm and it rains, I don't see them getting to 15. No. I, from what I saw, though, the and like it can obviously change, but the winds I didn't seem too crazy this weekend. Like they'll be present, but it won't be true gusting links conditions. Yeah. yeah, like last weekend. Yeah, yeah, they could pull a Genesis move too and just move up the tee times. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's also true. So, but yeah, I did, so. I did also see like from what I looked at tonight, there was eighty to ninety percent chance of rain on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so that pretty much tells me that it's going to rain at some point and mm -hmm. probably a lot. So it could be a tough weekend. So that's yeah. interesting to consider, too, because if those 
accurate hitters obviously are going to get an advantage, but the advantage isn't going to be that significant if the fairways are firm. No. So strokes gained off the tee is going to yeah. is going to weigh a little bit more heavier towards distance too. If those guys, your Rory's, your Scotties, um, kind of your longer hitters can keep mm-hmm. it in the fairway this week, but so that's interesting here. Um, don't really need to go too deep into course history here, I guess. Uh, kind of already talked about the renovation here, X, Y, and Z. Previous winners in the field, you got Cam, obviously one of the favorites. Collins up there too, which we we got to talk about Colin later. Because I think all of us have kind of circled him on our cards in terms of a sneaky pick this week. Yeah. Uh, Lowry, 19. Molinari, 18. Spieth, 17. And the list goes on of guys. And then U.S. Ryder Cup captain Zach Johnson, obviously in 15, winning in the playoff. Um, so I guess we can get into the odds and favorites now. So Rory's obviously the favorite at plus 750. I think he was earlier. I think he shifted down now, right, from not – I think so. I um, think it's. it's I see plus seven. I got seven fifty yeah. on a few yeah. books. I see yeah. plus seven hundred on a couple points bet and Betway are at seven hundred. Yeah. Okay, and, and then, then on Bet three six five, him and Scotty are both seven fifty. Apparently, DraftKings still has him at plus eight hundred. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna pull that up right now, because that's a hell of a line too, but. Again, I don't know many people who are backing Rory this week. I was so excited to last week, but then he won. So I just don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, is it too much pressure? <laughs> I know. I was really hoping for another, like, lose out, like, top five finish. And you're like, all right, this is the week he breaks through here. And you can yeah. maybe get him at a decent price here. But totally. No, so just going off, I guess we'll go off DraftKings too, because Rory is, is eight to one on that. So Scotty's now the current favorite, seven to one. Rory eight to one, Rom thirteen to one, Brooks eighteen to one, Cantlay. Cantlay at twenty to one is such an interesting pick too. Because we talked about him in our group chat before of terms of just what this guy brings to the table. He has obviously never won a major before, has not won this season here. I think his last win on tour was the BMW last year, but he hasn't really had great course history at this event before, obviously. Courses rotate, but T8 was his best one last year at St. Andrews. Put it out of his fucking mind. Um, missed the cut at the Genesis, which I guess I'll throw it to you here, Prop Doctor. Is that kind of a concern, or what? Do you what are your thoughts on Cantlay then at twenty to one here, coming off a missed cut into the Open? I the missed cut at the the Genesis is kind of the concern. I I, for that, I, ha- I played him outright as a spoiler, but I, I wanted to play the T20, but I couldn't get behind it with the missed cut because I can't like he didn't really play that bad necessarily. Like he the worst that he did was he lost 0.7 strokes for the on the greens, but he gained strokes on approach and gained strokes off the tee, but not his usual strokes that he gained. But maybe he just. He, like you said, he hasn't had the best course history at the Open either, and he, he didn't really have the best history at the Genesis either, I don't think. Oh, I guess he got T4 the year before, actually. Um, but maybe, it, I don't know. Do you I really, really think he's going to the cut two times in a row? I, I, I don't. don't. I don't. Because before that, if I lo- if you look at his last 10, his lowest he made the cut every time, and his lowest finish was T30. 
Yeah. No, you, I like, I need that one more little piece that goes, yeah, okay, I'll bet that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm right there with the placement. It yeah. was actually the first thing I looked at this week was Cantlay's top 20, and I just haven't bet it yet. Mm-hmm. I definitely Bigfoot. like it too. Yeah. Another thing that kind of is important in this is like accuracy with your driver, yes. right? And I'm looking here. He's he's gained strokes in 10 straight from like driver accuracy. And let me f- figure out if I could see what the number is, but he has the highest number right now out of his last five. Yeah, he's been the seventh most accurate field or yeah. player in the field off the tee in the last three months mm-hmm. and is 10th on tour this season in driving accuracy. So he's that's... also seventh in strokes gained ball striking over the last three months as well. So, like, there's really not a reason to not play him mm-hmm. other than he got caught last weekend. Yeah. I would agree. So, Picklets, if you're, if you're going between, say, your Scheffler – McElroy, Roms, Kepkas, and Cantley, and even throwing that top five there. Is Cantley gonna be your best play based on the odds or just based on how much you like him? Or are you gonna look for someone else in addition to that? There's another guy on here that I love, <laughs> I think more, and it's well, well, Scotty, I love, but another yeah. one even more than Cantley, and that's Brooks. Just going through some of the stats here, like um strokes gains off the tee, he's eighth in the field. On approach, he's second. Around the green, he's first. Uh, putting, he was fifth. Like he's gaining a lot of strokes, and like consistently to be at the top there with his driving accuracy at twenty nine percent over the last five. I, I don't know. It just makes me like him even more. And he's been playing pretty well in uh, the last three. So I have him out here last ten, and mm-hmm. seven of them are live tournaments. But the last three that he played, like on the PGA, he was tied for 17th. He won. Then he was tied for second. So even when he's back with the bigger field than everyone, he's still dominating. Um, so he's definitely caught my eye for this weekend. He's just a big game hunter. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all he is. Is he yeah. like? And honestly, the live is perfect for him. Like you go out every week, you don't really give a shit, mm-hmm. and then you come back to the PGA and all these majors and just ball out it it couldn't be more of a perfect fit yeah yeah for for this guy too and now i mean after full swing too it seems like he's got really a swagger back too in terms of just his mentality and boy is it going to be fucking tested this week with that pairing of cantlay and matsuyama (laughs) holy (laughs) shit yeah that'll be fun sitting there like let's go boys yeah well what did he say didn't he say that he now walks slow Mm-hmm. on the golf course or whatever yeah. just so he doesn't have to wait exactly yeah when he played with canada last time he was like yeah i'm just gonna just trudge through mud basically and just <laughs> dumb down yeah just slow it down so yeah. i mean yeah it, it's hard not to take him at that number two obviously i think before uh earlier on in the week he was kind of at that 20 range too which i think he still is at on some numbers uh yeah he's still at 20 to one on bet mgm and 20 to one on points bet and bet rivers here. Obviously, yeah. a few of the other books have kind of shortened the odds here because he's going to be a popular play like he is every major, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at Cam Smith too, 20 to one, obviously another higher number early in the week here too, but coming off a win at Live London, not known for being the most accurate hitter out there, I'd say, but. And his short game really propelled him at St. Andrews in terms of 
you kind of saw it before, even at the Masters when he was in that final round with Scotty, of his approach is just play around the greens is elite. And I don't think it's going to play that much of a factor this week. But he just loves this style of golf, the Lynx style of golf. Yeah. And it's really hard to just kind of throw him out, especially given how well his game has been the past few weeks, it seems. Um, U.S. Open, fourth place. PGA Championship, tied for ninth. It, the guy's guy's been great in the majors this year outside of Masters where he just struggled off the tee. He was he just struggled with accuracy. And I think that's if he can keep the ball in play this week, I think he is definitely someone to kind of consider coming into uh this event for sure. Um yeah, any I other really, yeah, I really liked him as well. Like one of my he's probably my favorite potter to watch. He's just amazing. Um but it just just with how the course is going to play, I left him off my card. Like, like you said, it's the, it's the driving that can kind of get out of whack and he really saves himself with the chips and the, and the putting and stuff. So, you know, that's, that's not what is important this time. So if he can't get off the tee, I just feel like it might be a bad bet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And we saw tiger at what the 20, 2006, uh, open championship at Royal Liverpool club down off the tee. I think he had one driver all week, which is an insane mm-hmm. stat to win. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if Cam, if Cam Smith can do that this week, mm-hmm. given the new course setup. Um, and just based on the conditions of if it does play soft off the tee, he's not going to get those rollouts and he's really not going to, he's going to have 200 yards plus. Yeah. Iron yeah. shots in. Guys taking stuff off the tee or taking less than driver off the tee will really have to rely on long irons in a lot of spots. Yeah, I would agree. I think there are some holes where you have to take less than driver off the tee, but if you can hit it, I think you have to. Yeah, it's. I think you're going to know after round one whether Cam Smith's a contender or not. Yeah. I'd say that's kind of the big thing, too, because the weather's not really going to change over the four days. Maybe it gets easier from there on out, but... It's not. It's not going to really change. Um, going down the list is Xander Hovland. Any of those guys interest you? I love uh, Hovland this weekend. Okay, and he was that, he was close. He was close for me. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. And that little uh, twenty five to twenty eight, or like twenty five to three that, or twenty five hundred to plus. 3,000 or whatever. Yeah. I love the, there's a lot of guys in there I like, but I, Hovland and Fleetwood stand out the most to me in there. I like it. Why, why are those two guys? Kind of for two, well, similar reasons. They're both really good ball strikers. I think I only play, well, I guess I have Hovland 222 actually, but I think if he can come out and basically just be a ball striker and eliminate having to use his short game. I think he can have a really good week. But if he gets into trouble missing greens and stuff like that, the short game hasn't been as bad recently, so I think he can still save himself. But if he if he's missing greens, I think it would be tough. But I think with the ball striking needed here off the tee and on approach, because uh, it's going to end up fairly low sc- scoring, I think he has a pretty good chance here. Yeah, I agree. Hodlin was certainly a guy I looked at. I mean – He's been trending in the right direction. He's already won twice on tour this year. So uh, he has it, and he seems to kind of thrive in these links courses too, uh, I guess. He's going... won right after Scotty for accuracy too, so they yeah. could definitely both be up there. Yeah. I, I mean, 
just another tough guy to leave off your your card for sure. I think I had. I don't think I played him this week actually. Which... I got one guy that you haven't mentioned that's kind of around that range. I think he's plus yep. three thousand. Okay. Um, but he's the king of open championships. Do you know who I'm talking about? Jordan Spieth. Really? You're gonna play? You're playing Spieth this? I don't game. know. Okay. I don't know. I'm all right. This has piqued my interest here. Let's let's do this. Here. Minus one twenty for top thirty is a pretty good price for Spieth for how he does. He's pretty good at links courses as well. Okay. Wait, uh, so you playing him outright or top thirty? Oh yeah. Oh well, I I think I'm gonna play him outright. Okay. As all right. Well. Just a little sprinkle, time. but all right. I'm gonna hedge it later with a safer bet, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Teeth, I looked on your article and I went through all the comparable courses and he was T30 in 2016 at Troon. In 2018, he was T9 at Portrush. He was T20. And then at St. Saint, uh, St. George's in 2021, he was second. And that's all like the link style courses as well. So he did really well there, I believe. The only thing that worries me is he's inconsistent right now. Like, he missed he's the cut. Struggling. Yeah, he he's another cut. one you'll know if he's going to be in contention after round one. Yeah. Three out of the last four, he missed the cut. Um, but I have one here. He um, – oh, gosh. I don't have it here anymore. <laughs> I think he, ga he gained the most strokes on link-style courses over the last uh, – Last yeah, few years. He, so he's traditionally a, a link specialist. Yeah, compared think... to non-links courses, but yeah. So my one concern with Spieth is right, missed mm -hmm. the cut at the Genesis, missed the cut yeah. at the U.S. Open, T5 at Memorial, missed the cut at the Charles Schwab. He's lost strokes when traditionally he's an unbelievable ball striker, and that's where his bread and butter comes from. Lost strokes on approach in each of his last two events really struggled with the fescue greens on the Genesis. And if you look at his previous events coming into the open championship last year, T10 at the Genesis Scottish open, you go before that too. the U S open again, finished T19, T18 at the Memorial second of the Charles Schwab. I don't know what is going on with them right now, but yeah. for a link specialist guy, he scares the absolute shit out of me this week. And that's fair. I uh, I guess I didn't do enough research. I just saw his good finishes on you know courses like this. And oh, by all means, you yeah. know I feel like he's not as bad as he's playing right now. So he's got to snap out of it eventually. And you see that he he finished T five only three three tournaments ago for him. It's just sandwiched in between a couple missed cuts. So that is worrisome as well. But yeah, um, that's kind of like what I said last week. I was asking about Justin Thomas. I wasn't sure like. He kind of had a good performance after missing the cut again, and I didn't really know what to think. Um, but maybe this just falls in the same category. Yeah, prop doctor, anything to add on? Are you fading or playing speed this week? I I, I never really ever fade speed because he's like Spitting Picklet said he's pretty – like he can be inconsistent, but like when he's not or when he's on or when he's good, he's really good. And you just never know what you're going to get. So he's typically a guy I, I – I just avoid. I don't think I've ever bet him, really faded him, just because I never. You never know what you're gonna get. At least recently, this year. Yeah, it's either top five or cut. That's he, fair. He is such a streaky player too. Like when you go back and look at his course history, in terms of like, it almost feels like when he's trying to. Yeah, maybe not. 
Maybe not. He, I mean, he's pretty streaky in terms of he usually grabs a few top 20s in a row. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That yeah. He's certainly going to be kind of one of the guys to watch this week, too, because I think he did play. Yeah, he played at the 2014 Open Championship last time he was held here. Finished tied for 36. So, I don't know. But you're right, though. I mean, his accuracy, he's gained strokes. His accuracy has been improving. And yeah, hasn't been bad. No. His distance is there. Off the tee, it's training in the wrong direction, but he's still getting strokes in that area. Mm-hmm. Small strokes. If, yeah. if his wedge play, or if his iron play is on, I think it's another top 20 finish, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt, out of my mind. But it, mm-hmm. it just depends on what he does, like with his iron yeah. game. And I think that's kind of the main fact this week. So if you look Pretty much in all the events he's gained strokes in on approach, he's done pretty well. Don't get me wrong, it's terrifying. But <laughs> I like he, if you want to sweat this white, week, yeah. I think that's your play. I, like I have it. no doubt in my mind. If you want to sweat out a pick this week, I think yeah. it's speed. Well, I yeah. only think I have to sweat out Thursday because what prop doctor said. Like yeah. I'm gonna know if he's in contention. True. Yeah, you'll right? know. So yeah, I'll he, just make sure to fall asleep. Don't see it. Don't see anything. Wake up and I'll, I'll be sweat free. Check the PGA Tour app. You know, yeah. like You'll all right, first round leader minus six. Jordan Spieth. Yeah, is, yeah. Is he minus six or plus six? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which one? Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna see a six. You're just wondering which one it is exactly. <laughs> Seventy six or sixty six? Pretty much. Uh Going down the list, two other guys in contention. Obviously, uh, Hatton's another guy who kind of falls in that Hatton court or uh, Hovland category of playing well as of late. Uh, so I think he's someone to consider. Kind of thrives on us across the seas, I'd say. Same with Fleetwood, too. And we were talking to in our group chat of would Tommy Fleetwood win a tournament or would Xander, Cantlay, Homa, or Ricky win a major first? I like Fleetwood to win a tournament. Fleetwood's or Ricky been to win a tournament. Pretty good lately. I don't know. I didn't bet Ricky this week, but I would love to see him win the tournament. Mm-hmm. I would too. And if but if we were to say Ricky last year, I don't even think he'd be a factor in that conversation. No. No, not by any means. Um and I mean I I think Tommy just he mean he's always he's a great golfer, but let's put him in like the Barracuda Championship this week. Let's get him a win on the tour. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's let's send him off at two to one. Let him just rip up the course. Get him, get him a win on the PGA Tour. Two year exemption. I mean, he doesn't need it, but still, just get this man a win on tour. I mean, Tommy's been really good and open since what was it twenty seventeen ish? Yeah, T twenty seven in twenty seventeen, T twelve in twenty eighteen. Second in 2019, uh, T33 in 2021, and T4 uh, last year. So he's always been there mm-hmm. in the open. Maybe it would be fitting if it was his first one. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think anyone's ever rooted against him uh, in terms of his ability on tour and then just of a good guy. Uh, the other name I wanted to bring up too was Tom Kim. Up and down year, 
won the Shriners earlier this season. Uh, kind of broke out on tour last year with two win with a win at the Wyndham. Gone from there. Had a rough stretch as of late. Missed the cut at the Rocket. T38 the Travelers. Played well at the U.S. Open. T8. Coming off a T6 finish at the Genesis. His accuracy, accuracy stats are insane. Yeah. Distance, not Super so consistent. Yeah. Approach Super game consistent. trending in the right direction in terms of strokes gained as well. Putting seemed to love the Fesky Greens last week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting play for like a top 20, top 40 type of guy. I grabbed, I think I have him top 20 this week, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on any potential kind of outrights or if you guys are looking at a placement for him as well. I thought about it just with how accuracy or accurate he's been, you know, this season. And I thought about it. I haven't pulled the trigger yet though. Yeah. I, I, he's always one that guy that I look at, but never, never seriously look into. Cause I, I always, I don't know why, but part of me always feels like he's injured or something. Yeah. That could just be a thing in my own head. <laughs> But I was I always see him with the tape on his wrists and I just like I don't know. But he doesn't like he is very accurate. He, he very well could be in the mix this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And his ball striking seems like it's been improving over the past six to seven weeks as well. Only lost strokes on approach twice where he missed the cut. But around the green play, I don't think it's gonna be that much of a factor where he kind of struggles in putting again. Um he, he had his best putting performance of the year outside of his win at the Shriners uh, last week. So I don't know if he's got a swagger back or what, but um, not consistent really in terms of top 20 finishes though, which is a lone concern here. Uh, Usually he's pretty up and down. So we'll see what happens. I do have him top 20 this week. That's a I good guess. one. I like um, yeah. now that I'm it's another one. You'll know different. early what the result's going to be very early. And I, like I said, I think going into the weekend, you're going to have a separated leaderboard. Yes, very separated. I think you're going to have your kind of top maybe four or five guys even. Maybe if you extend it out to like seven of guys who are tied for that third or fourth spot. But I think going into the weekend, you're going to be like, all right, great. I have one or two guys in contention outside of that. I think you're just crossing off, crossing them off, trying to cash out for like 86 cents or – how yeah. much everyone's uh, wager unit. Like, yes. Whatever they'll give you back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your $20 bet's like 91 cents. You're like, oh, take it. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was me with Justin Lower last week at the uh, Barbasol. I was like, yeah, going into Sunday, six strokes back. Yeah, I'll take my 91 cents back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. you very much. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, FanDuel. So uh, – Going into, I guess we can go into our cards now, and then we'll talk about a few matchups that we we're kind of considering here. Um, Prop Doctor, do you want to start with your card and kind of how you structured it and then go through some of your picks? Yeah. Um, mine's probably structured pretty shitty this week. Um, but I took Scotty Scheffler to start with. Uh, Bet365 has him boosted to 850. So that's where I took that at, but he was 750 as the normal price. And then I have Patrick Cantlay outright at uh, 25 to one. 
It's a great um, price. Yeah, I got that. That was the first put, pick I made this week. Um, yeah, that's a really great price on him. Uh, and then I got Victor Hovland, 25 to 1. I also have him to finish in the top 20 at plus 105. And then I had point or point two five units left over to make round out a unit wrist on outrights. Um, so I took a flyer on Dustin Johnson and a uh, guy you mentioned earlier, Colin Morikawa. And then for placements, I have Brooks Kepka top 20, Tommy Fleetwood top 20, uh, Taylor Gooch uh, for a top 40, which I can talk about more because I don't know if anyone else has talked about him yet. No, not uh, at all. And then Corey Connors top 40 finish and then Brian Harmon top 40 finish, which I ripped straight off of your article. <laughs> <laughs> Talk me through the Gooch pick. Cause that's the one I'm most curious about. Um, I haven't done, I, I saw him, but I didn't really do a deep dive into Gooch this week. So I'm curious to see how you kind of brought him into play this he, week. So it's obviously hard to judge with him playing most of his events on well, all of his events this year on the live tour, but he has won uh, three of those events this season and has finished inside the top 40 of those in 12 of 13 mm -hmm. or 12 of 13 starts. He made one on the Asian tour, which I think he finished 12th or something, but it, that was one of his, um, but he's also fifth in driving accuracy third in scrambling and ninth in greens and regulation and ninth in putting average on the live tour this season. So he, like he's showing an all around game on the live tour. I know it's, it's pretty weak, but at least he's showing he's one of the top guys in that. Um, and he's finished inside the top 40 in five of his last seven starts at major championships. Um, and has finished inside the top 40 at open both open championships he's attended so i think he's being a little bit underpriced here i got it at like right up even money on uh bet 365 earlier in the week i don't think he really has a chance to win it but i do think his ball striking should keep him around for the weekend and hopefully inside the top 40. yeah no the more i look at him i think it's a great bet too what even money yeah yeah I, I, yeah. I mean, even last year too, at the open championship, T T thirty forty lost strokes on approach and still finished inside that number. Yeah. No, which I, is insane. So I, I just clicked on his name randomly, just looking at the odds board. And <laughs> I think I stumbled across something good. So I never really thought about betting Taylor Gooch before in an <laughs> or in a major. So I think I, I think First I bet him. Yeah, I think I bet him a few times last year when he was on the PGA Tour and he never really came through. So, but no, I like that pick a lot. He will this time. Yeah, no, I, I really like that top 40 play as well. I mean, that top 40 placement market too, it, it seems like it's only fairly priced in major championships when it's kind of got more of a deep field. Yes. Some of these PGA Tour events are brutal. Brutal. Sometimes you can't 40. even find a good one. Like you got... You're looking at guys that Turn are off even a corn money. fairy to a yeah, first start. A yeah, plus corn fairy to yeah, a even money. Start. Yeah, <laughs> sweet thanks. Nuts. Yeah, right. Uh, Picklets, did you have any outrights that you've kind of settled on, or do you want to talk through, or kind of have you got your card yet, or do you want to wait? No, well, I just kind of I haven't locked anything in, but okay. know, I'm just kind of going through the research and stuff today. You know, I kind of have circled who I want to take. Um, All right. Definitely Scheffler, 
Uh, Kepka, like I said, you guys may have talked me into Cantley um, and talked me out of Spieth. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, th um, I think this is your like fuck you bet of the week. Because yeah, if Spieth shows up and then just balls out on us, then we just look like idiots. Yeah, it'd be an all-time clip. <laughs> I would love for that to happen. <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to take Spieth now. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I do like Morikawa a lot as well. Um, just it's it's really going to be a lot about accuracy. And he ranked him and uh, another guy I'm going to talk about later um, really rank highly in that. So, um, yeah, I think Morikawa's 10th on here i see yeah so i'll be playing him can't lay in contention maybe i'm not sure but uh definitely those four um for placements i kind of want to hedge my bet with kepka and if i'm not taking can't lay i'll as a winner i'll take him top 20 with um kepka i don't know like talk me off scotty top 10 you can't no you can't what's like, the price yeah what's the price plus 100 Okay, you can. Yeah, like for yeah. what he's doing. It yeah, there's at even money, Scotty top ten in a major. Yeah, that just hedges the bet when he inevitably finishes like t third, like he has eight of no, the last ten tournaments. That. That's my worst nightmare. He hasn't <laughs> finished outside the top five since April. Yeah, that's Nuts. my worst nightmare. Scheffler. Scheffler struggles all week. That he makes a push on Sunday and he finishes two back of the lead. Yeah. And I'm just like, not this shit again. And hasn't it's, he finished, and it's going to happen. Hasn't he finished in the top happen. 10 in like 19 of the last 20 Some tournaments? I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't think he's finished outside the top 12 since his second, second start on tour this season. Maybe that's it. Yeah. It was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't, his worst finish this season. Start or this season is T45 at the CJ Cup in South Carolina, and since then he hasn't finished worse than T12. Which oh. I need a 30 for 30 documentary on the CJ Cup and Scotty Scheffler. <laughs> what, like, the hell what happened? happened? <laughs> what happened? Like, talk me through what this, Scotty. He was looking dodgy last week, too, and comes out T3. Oh my god, dude. He's the he's literally the king of oh Sunday I'm seven strokes back yo I'll shoot a sixty two <laughs> make a push but just never come close yeah <laughs> um so yeah a lot of my bets are kind of hedging my um, outrights which I don't hate I think that's a smart strategy too mm -hmm. I mean a lot of the guys too do that each way yeah you know like if you you each get way, like one slash five or whatever so if they finish yeah. top five you still win money exactly yeah. Um, so. I don't want to do that. Another guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. So no, it doesn't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't if it doesn't hit, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am taking Corey Connors because he. I love that play. Yeah, I think top forty, right? I think I just saw plus one hundred five. Yeah, you can still get it at, and he's eighteenth in the field in accuracy. Um, like I said, and go Canada, go, Ian Prop Doctor, Canadian, so. Got to represent. I've, play, I've played his home course twice now. It's 30 oh, minutes really? from my house. Yeah. Or nice. the one he grew up on. Anyway, I don't know if he still lives here or not. But being from Buffalo and 10 minutes away from the border, I feel like an honorary Canadian, anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canada. Um, I'm going to take Patrick Reed to miss the cut because I hate that guy. And uh, 
just kidding. <laughs> just our uh, fuck you bet of the week, Patrick. <laughs> Side note, did you guys see that picture of him posted up in the bunker? Just yep. for like a photo shoot? <laughs> like I didn't recognize who, him at the beginning. Who, I'm like, who, who the greenlit that? that? Yeah. <laughs> like if if you were his agent or his media manager, you're like, this man is not taking pictures in a bunker. No. Get the fuck out of here. But that's look, hysterical. He looked like he was just going to first day of kindergarten. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I'm surprised like he wasn't wearing photo. a backpack. Like, yeah. yeah. Like his graduation photos, he played on the golf team. So he's just doing a golf shoot around the course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a side note, um, I, I don't think I have the balls to take a missed cut. But Matsuyama is not good in these style courses. He's missed, he missed 2016, 2018, 2019, all with the same, you know, link style courses. So that might, that would be pretty good plus money, I would say. Um, but my final play that yeah. we haven't even talked about yet, I think, I think I'm going to take him top 30 is uh, Tony Finau. Top 30. I don't know if you guys have looked into him at all. Um, whoa. He hasn't been playing great as of late. I won't lie, but he, I think, is second in strokes gained uh, on link style courses, only behind Jordan Spieth. Um, and then, you know, on similar courses, in 2016 he was T18, 2018 T9, 2019 third, and in 2021 T15. So he's consistently finishing there on these style of courses. So I thought that was a good look. Yeah, I looked at Tony Finau a bunch this week. Mm -hmm. The recent history scared me a little. Yeah. Like kept, he, he, kept me off him. But, like, I, at the same time, I don't think Tony Finau is really a guy you can go off recent history necessarily. Because, like, he got cut at the Worldwide uh, Technology Championship and then won the Cadence Bank Houston Open the week after that, finished T30 at the RBC Heritage, and then went and won the Mexico Open a couple weeks later. Kind of all over the place, yeah, right? He, when he gets hot, he's hot, but he can be a little all over the place. I think he can go in betting him when he's struggling if it if the course fits him. Yeah, and to see him second in strokes gained on this style of course, he obviously seems to have an advantage. Um, whereas he he's he wasn't in the negative when I looked at uh, um, his accuracy. Whereas I would say more than half of the guys are negative, so. We only had a 1% edge, but <laughs> an edge is an edge. An edge is an edge. Mm -hmm. And we got, I got plus 125 on him to finish top 30, which he's done in the last four on the similar courses. So I like that one. Yeah, he's been really good at the Opens. Good luck. <laughs> That's what I'm going to finish with that as is holy shit. But is that crazy? I, so now I got speed and – now and I can't wait to clip this on Monday because <laughs> one of us is gonna look dumb. One of us is gonna look <laughs> so up. dumb of just the clip of me saying "good luck" and then yeah. Finau goes out and posts the top six. Hey, at least I'm on, I'm on I'm on one side for one of you and the other side for the other. I mean, I got no I got no dog in the fight anymore. <laughs> Finau is so perplexing, though. I mean, you look at his approach numbers, great. Mm -hmm. Great numbers until Rocket Mortgage, where he missed the cut, loses strokes on approach. I don't like around the green off the tee. He's really struggled with his accuracy, but 
his putting was the best it has been in those six, seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. I, I could be the, so far off on Tony Finau. It's crazy. But, I mean, yeah, you could have – he's already won twice on tour this year. I mean, the Mexico Open, outside of John Rahm, that field was a farmer's open. So, I don't really know what shirt. Like, maybe maybe he balls out this week. I don't know. I'm going to leave it at that. I, yeah, I have no idea. But, I mean, I can't talk too much. My card is square as can be. <laughs> I couldn't be more of a square this week in terms of my card. Uh, Scheffler, Smith, Brooks, outrights. The 1.1 unit on Brooks to win. <laughs> no, Fucking no, hurts. No, that, no, that was Scheffler. Scheffler yeah. to type out, that hurt. It, hurt. it really did. Uh, Fleetwood Hovland, Tom Kim, top 20 here. Decent odds here. A little bit nervous. I mean, but MGM obviously is the only book that doesn't have the dead heats. So a little bit nervous on Hovland and Fleetwood, but I didn't want to take them on bet MGM. They were both minus 110, I believe, uh, for top 20. So you could take them safer bet, but um, I think as long as they're not tied for the top 20 or anything around or around that number, they should be good because I've had that happen a few times, but we're going to let it ride this week. Let's see what happens. Uh, heavy card as it is, and then Denny Mack and Brian Harmon, top 40. Uh, I think Prop Dr. J already talked about Brian Harmon a little bit. So that's my card. Uh, squares could be this week. But I think in major championships, you have to be. You look at the past few winners here. I mean, Brooks, pretty square, 20 to 1 here. Uh, Rom as well. And then, but Wyndham Clark did go off the board a little bit. So 80 to 1, I think, at the U.S. Open. So interesting events so i just want to because we kind of did didn't do this last week none of us were on rory anyone we're also not on rory today or for this tournament because he didn't win last time who's another guy in the top that none of us are on rom yeah, yeah rom i haven't there... seen many people on rom at all this week i don't think any of our, i don't think any of us are on hatton either right I'm is, looking at the I've top been bet, of the board I here. Bet, I, I bet on him too five much. Five weeks in a row. Yeah, I just and can't. he's going to go win it this week because I find <laughs> I'm looking at the top of the board right now. So none of us are on Brom. We're not on Xander. Xander. Mm-hmm. Rom and Xander, I think. I and Hatton. That's it, really, at the top. Yeah. yeah. I don't think anyone's got a Fleetwood out right, though, do they? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, so those are kind maybe. of the top. Hold on. And no one's been Ricky have this Hovland week either. Doc, prop doctor? I have Hovland, though, right? right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I only have Fleetwood's top 20. So it's Ricky, Fleetwood, Hatton, Xander. So lock them in. Wrong. One of them. One of them. <laughs> one yeah. Of them oh, one of them. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Give me the Barracuda all day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think we're not going to even talk about that event because it's like, can you name – 10 players in the field. Maybe you can, obviously it's, it's a deep. I was actually I shocked was. how many I could when I looked at the odds board. I was too, it, which is sad. I think for some of these mm-hmm. guys, some of these older guys too, that have really just kind of fallen off here, but even at the top of the board here. So it'll be interesting. Uh, any matchups that we're looking at this week? I know Let's we, we mentioned the same one earlier. It was, uh, what was it? Connors minus one twenty versus Ryan Fox. Yeah, let me go into Fox's numbers real quick. Because 
I just had a couple of quick ones here. Connors is third in the field in driving accuracy over the last 30 days. Um, and Fox is dead last in that stat um, for anyone who has rounds recorded in the last 30 on like that. data golf. Um, yeah. And Connors is also fifth in strokes game ball striking over the last 30 days, whereas Fox is 33rd. So Fox has obviously saved some stuff on approach. But if he can't get off the tee on this course, that's where he's going to struggle. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. I mean, he's a long hitter too, looking at his distance. Yeah, he hammers, uh, hammers the shit out of the ball. But any, the only reason he gains strokes off the tee is from his distance. I'm just terrified about watching Connors miss eight foot putts all day. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not something I want to watch. <laughs> No, and it's like, do I even turn it on or just it's just like or go watch the live feed and yeah. Two putt, two putt, two putt, two putt, three putt. Connor's on it two, five. Just Connor's special is what that should be called. That's funny. Um I do like that a lot though, so I'll probably end up playing that one. Where is that? I don't that's uh, at DraftKings. Yeah. Or FanDuel. DraftKings? Yeah, DraftKings. I think that uh, one might have also been on uh, the three six five though. Okay, Let's, going to look. I'll check. One of the more interesting matchups that I saw was Burns versus Fitzpatrick this week. Oh wait, it's not on three three six five. My bad. You lied to me. You said Burns versus Fitzpatrick. Burn Burns versus Fitzpatrick. Burns played well last week. Lost tricks on approach. Um, T42 at the 2022 Open, T76 the 2021 Open, and then you pull up Fitzpatrick here, who's been struggling. He, I think he came up with a quote this week too, of saying he hasn't done well at these events in the past. But T21 last year at the 22 Open, and then T26 the 2021 Open, and then T20 at the 2019 Open. So he's been improving here. Um, but he did struggle last week at the Genesis miscut there. Uh, T49 of the Travelers, and then before he kind of played well, he dealt with that neck injury earlier this season too, but kind of an interesting matchup. But I don't think I really want to touch it either. So, Yeah, no, that's a bit – that one is a bit interesting. I would would lean uh, Fitzy there, I think. Yeah, I think I would too, but, I mean – His cut at the last weekend looks like it was mainly due to stuff around the greens which is pretty abnormal for him yeah like he Any lost other... 1.39 strokes around the greens in two rounds that's not gonna work there's your uh your gooch versus reed matchup i found gooch versus uh, adam scott and we haven't talked about adam scott at all adam so. scott i've seen touted a bunch this week in terms of have a dark horse this week. Miscut at the Genesis, T19 at the Travelers, but decent open history here. Uh, second place, runner-up, 2012. Interesting matchup. I mean, I think I think in these open championships, the bookmakers really nail it down because they know mm-hmm. they're going to get a ton of action here. So they're pretty decent set matchups. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Any other matchups you guys were really considering playing here? Uh, the only one, other one I had was uh, Denny McCarthy over Joaquin Neiman at minus 125. That's someone who I haven't checked out this week is 
Neiman. Um, so Neiman only has has only finished inside the top twenty in one of his last four live events. Um, he's struggled in major championships since going to the tour and has has never finished higher than uh, T fifty three in three chips or trips to the Open. Um, but McCarthy has also never played in the Open. Um, but he has finished inside the top 30 in th- his last three major champ or major tournaments he's played in. And on top of that, he's just playing great right now. He has uh, finished inside the top 30 in eight of his last nine starts on the PGA Tour with three top 10 finishes in his last four events. I like that a lot. I mean, Neiman was known even last year for his ball striking ability. Uh, his iron play was fantastic, and I think that's pretty much how he won the Genesis last year. Um, and this year, you look at his three PGA Tour events, or not PGA Tour, but three major championships. He lost strokes on approach in all of them. Yeah. So I don't hate that at all. His accuracy off the tee is pretty poor. Uh, so what do you get that at? Denny McCarthy? Uh, yeah, I got minus 125. I think that was at... Was that a fan duel? I will be playing that. I like that a lot. I, I like will that be on that as well. Yeah. Going through, I mean, a lot of tight matchups here. Interesting one, too. Obviously, Hatton and Brooks Kepka, both minus 110, which makes you ponder. Like, what am I missing yeah. from Hatton here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. A lot so, of them- Matchups at the top of the board are tough because you know you're in. You know you're likely in for a wicked sweat coming down the stretch on Sunday. Yeah, DJ versus DJ minus one fifty five, Homa plus one twenty five. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting one. It almost makes you want to take Homa based on those odds. What about uh, Cantlay minus one twenty versus Shane Lowry plus one hundred? Yeah, I mean these are these are great matchups. Yeah. Credit to the books make, makers. Yeah. Like these are just fantastic matchups that you're looking at here. Um, I guess you lean Cantlay, right? Just based yeah, on accuracy, I, I probably would. Lowry's been good though recently. I think he has been good. Hasn't he's been really he? good. Yeah, he's been really consistent, which is anything but you want what you want to fade in the matchup. Because you're just worried about like that Sunday sweat, yeah. Of like, like they're two I, strokes apart and one guy just blows up. Well, and it's the worst too, and they're two strokes apart, and it's like minus ten and minus nine, or like just ridiculously <laughs> low scores, and you're sweating out two crazy guys making birdies back to back, matching birdies. It's nuts. Yeah. And they're like three holes apart too. So you're like, all right, he made a birdie on 13. He's on 10. Like just trying to do yeah. mental math here. Oh, and you're like, carry the four. Gonna... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh God. The winds <laughs> changed. All right. Yeah. Like it's really a struggle. But yeah. Uh, anything else you guys wanted to add on this um, fourth and final major championship here? Any other matchups? John Daly plus 400,000. <laughs> it's worth a buck. It's worth oh. a dollar to win four grand. Oh, true. Yeah, we haven't talked about that. You're, I think, your most hilarious matchup coming down the stretch for eighteen. Oh, most hilarious matchup, and then most like 
I guess, like storyline matchup. Well, I think it. I think it would have to be uh, Hatton and um, Justin Thomas mic'd up. They, they'd have no sponsors no. by the end of the event. <laughs> there would be no sponsors <laughs> left on the PGA Tour. They'd cut It'd just the feed. be some guy holding the camera for these two guys to finish their round. <laughs> We'd have to go to like Instagram to like some guy yeah. live streaming the event. Some guy's live streaming it on TikTok or something. <laughs> yeah, JT's lost. Ralph Lauren again. Hatton's <laughs> playing with the seven iron because the rest are in the woods. Like, yeah, that would be hysterical. Um, you kind of alluded to it already, but the Kepka Cantley will be fun. Kepka Cantley is going to be a blast that first yeah. round of just because that's is that a featured group? I hope it has so. to be, right? I'm going to be sleeping, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I, I just <laughs> want the highlights. highlights. Yeah, yeah, I need the highlights <laughs> from that one because you're right, I probably will be sleeping, but yeah. maybe not. Um, and then I think, I mean. The Fitzpatrick brothers, even if they're just paired up in the final round, would be hysterical. Mm-hmm. Just be cool. those two. They're going to make it uh, there, though. Yeah. Xander can't like coming down the stretch for each for their first major would be electric. Since oh, they yeah. play together in the Ryder Cup and they play together at the Zurich. I think Ricky and just about anybody would be electric. The buzz for that would be crazy. Yeah. Rory Brooks. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good one. Right, PGS yeah. Golden Boy lives mm-hmm. Golden Boy. Nice, like or Rory Cam Smith, even. Yeah, Cam Smith just seems like too good of a guy. Yeah, he does. He he'll just go pound beers afterwards, whether he yeah. wins or loses. Like he literally just wants the trophy for a cup. Yeah, he'll he'll just be like, "Hey, Rory, can I pound a beer out of that? I'll yeah. get it back in twenty." Yeah, minutes. for for old times' sake, can yeah. I just? I, I lost my glass. Can I use the cup as a beer? I, I, yeah. I cracked my replica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it should be electric regardless of what happens this week, too. Um, and I think even moving forward, too, with the whole PGA live shit, I think it's going to really be a telltale sign of kind of what's going on. And What was settled with that? And do we know anything yet? Mm-hmm. All I heard was they offered Rory and... Tiger team. Someone thought Tiger was going to play 10 events a year or 12 events a year. Yeah. And Rory wanted a live team. So, I mean, credit to them for, uh, for really thinking outside the box there of uh, trying to draw the PGA's two biggest stars, I guess you could say. I forgot Garden we talked about Rose, it last yeah. week and, and they tried to slip in like a membership to the to Augusta. Oh, Augusta. Yeah. That's yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's incredible. Right. It really well, is. Man. Like you got to salute the guy. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it truly is an incredible move. But yeah, I don't think anything's been settled, and I think it's going to kind of come down to the off season, which mm-hmm. is what a month. Yeah, it's very short, like three or four weeks. Yeah. Before Sweet. more yeah. golf, more golf. But then, yeah, I mean, it, it, do the best thing too with NHL gambling is the December break for golf. Uh, if you just get a month to focus on purely hockey and you're like, I'm sick of mm-hmm. fucking talking golf for like, I just need a month break here, just mentally mm-hmm. a month break. But yeah, no, it should be exciting. And I think next year golf's going to look a lot different. So looking forward to that as well. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, totally. Uh, anything else to add, boys? I think that's all. Awesome. Uh, you know, awesome. Go you guys want to shout out? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm fucked. If that shit happens, I'm so fucked. I'm, del- I'm deleting the recording. No one ever saw this. Never released a podcast. Um, well, we missed yeah, that week. Yeah, we didn't do any open preview. So <laughs> sorry, sorry to all the fans. Uh, you guys want to shout out your socials one more time? Sure. I'm at Spitting Picklets on Twitter, threads that isn't used. And uh, yeah, you can find me in the better way. It's Discord. Um, yeah. And I'm just at prop doctor underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter, Gator Betting, and on the Oddsbreakers website. Appreciate you guys for listening. Should be an interesting uh tournament, to say the least, here based on our predictions. So look forward to uh recapping it next week. But thanks all for listening. See you guys next week.